Good morning. Again, today's WGO podcast, where we walk, we talk, and then we later transcribe, uh, you know, an array of topics. What's going on? WGO is what's going on. And it could be current affairs. It can be opinion. It can be guests. It can be uh, thinkers, big thinkers, uh, people, you know, think outside the box. You know, get the idea of the podcast is to not only maintain some type of uh, uh, understanding of where the event horizon of science and technology and the economy and history is, and so you can stay abreast of things, but also to challenge uh, the status quo in new and creative ways so that things are better for everybody. That's the idea. So, you know, today, as I was flipping through um, some news, I, I noticed a couple of articles. Number one, there was a collapse of a residential tower down in Miami. And when that sort of thing happens, it gets me thinking, you know, a couple of things. It's, uh, you know, first of all, was it constructed in such a way or in such a rush that, you know, you had defective concrete or some type of defective structural element that caused that? Or is the large population and growing population and the nature of the density, high-density construction, is it creating... Uh, demands on water underneath or resources underneath the uh, areas where these buildings are where you can basically have them have sinkholes, you know, and collapse. I mean, was it sinkhole-related? Of course, it may come out that it was some type of malicious act or terroristic act. act. That is a possibility. That has not been where my thought went with it initially, but others did that I've listened to. My thought was more this was either bad construction and oversight, uh, faulty material, you know, watered down concrete, for example, or the incorrect mix or an inconsistent mix coming to the job site and long, you know, and holding for a number of years before finally giving way, or did something underneath the ground uh, give way that caused the collapse of this building? And it, and it killed I had one or two people. It killed some people. It could have been worse. Um, so it gets me thinking a couple of things. Number one, if it turns out that there's a water issue, which South Florida continues to uh, have paranoia, mounting paranoia, growing paranoia over water supply. And, um, you know, to me, it's another example of lack of big thinking in this country and short-sightedness. You know, Florida should be one of many places with huge desalination plants. And you could either pipe, if, we, if you could build water, if you could build oil and gas pipelines, you could certainly build water pipelines. <laughs> You can pipe this uh, desalinated water resource or use your rail service. I mean, you, you haul around petroleum products and fossil fuels now for our energy demands. You can certainly haul water. I mean, th- these are just, you know, again, short-sighted, not playing bo- uh, basic blocking and tackling. And are we sucking the water underneath the cities and having, you know, just exposure to, you know, be it rising sea levels or whatever, where we get into a situation where we have don't have enough potable water 
or we've pulled water out such that it's causing the sink causing sinkholes and stuff you know we should be desalinating for a number of reasons i mean it's just it's a it's a way to be kind of ahead of the game and you could you know always have a ready supply warehouses of bottled water resources that you know it, it provides a little bit of a buffer when things go go wrong or should things go wrong and also out west they complain of these drought conditions and fire uh, uh, wildfires we should, water should be so readily available so plentiful that you could literally go put fires out and I you know I don't know why we don't do that it's just to me lazy thinking not big thinking not getting out in front of our problems and waiting around and getting caught flat-footed all the time so you know so that, that, that that's just kind of my thought process the other side is you know, how fast can the area be redeveloped? If, uh, you know, now that we have a tragedy, let's get to the root cause of what happened. But then, you know, if it turns out that things just need to be rebuilt or a certain era of construction needs to be rebuilt, or in the case of cities like Rochester, where I just left in upstate New York, we have just urban decay everywhere. You know, we need to be faster with reconstruction. You know, perpetual renewal, perpetual churning to create these... You know, beautiful environments that we live and live in and, and work in. So, you know, to again bolster positive mental flow, positive mental outlook. That's that's how you get there with this agile ability to do real estate projects and fix things and redo things quickly, not take forever. Like we we're trending towards taking forever and everything, or not getting things done at all because of just petty faction fighting and. You know, people up to no good. I mean, the energy industry, for example, we got a whole bunch of people that are just have bought lock, stock, and barrel this whole climate change narrative, and they've never stopped for a second to consider that people might not want us to use energy because it benefits them economically or puts us in a weakened position economically, and it creates yet another thing we're squabbling over. You know, we are where we're at. We've been burning fossil fuels. If you go back to coal, uh, you know, 1750 or so, since the Industrial Revolution, and we've burned tons of it now for our electricity generation and our transports and our flights and stuff like that. And, you know, you could make this a high watermark and start trending towards the things that are coming, like electric transports and, you know, maybe cleaner ways of burning things to generate our electricity. But people just get blind with it. They're like, no, no fossil fuels. And you just can't get anything done. And this is the pattern of behavior in this country that is increasingly disturbing. And it leads to the second thing I want to talk about today. Which is, I'm going to turn around because... Well, we're going to deal with the lawnmower. Here we go. So, the second thing I want to talk about is... I read another article about... Yeah, I'm going to push pause. Hold on one second. Okay, we're back. Had to get away from that lawnmower because he was making small small turns and it was just going to be a, a wave of noise. So the, the uh, inability to rise above the squabbling that we're doing about everything, be it think big about a water project, for example, or get ahead of forest fires or get ahead of 
possible depletion of aquifers or contamination of aquifers that we rely on for our drinking water. You know, getting ahead of that is a big think big project, a big desalination effort with pipelines and stuff. And you know, this country we squabble over everything now. And the other set of articles that I read, there were two, one of which was um, about a new mall that was opening in China that had six electric car storefronts in it. And these are six electric car companies, five of which you've never heard of. I think the six was, was in fact, Tesla, Tesla China, whatever they call the division. <coughs> but the other five are, are electric car companies viable with viable can buy it now products available in the marketplace now uh, and you as an American or you know, a fellow Westerner if you will just, again I have a little bit of a problem using that term Westerner but let's, let's stick with convention uh, Western meaning Europe uh, uh, the US Latin and South America Japan South Korea and others but those are those are generally referred to as the West. And uh, most of the West do not know how far the Chinese electric car market has developed. How's it going, fellas? Great. And uh, th that there are uh, five Teslas, if you will, five electric car companies that their cars are indistinguishable at a glance from anything you see in an American showroom that's internally combustible engines. And these are just five. There's literally probably close to 100 now. I'll have to verify that, and you guys can beat me up in the comments on that. But uh, point being is they have a massive industry. They're ready to export to other markets like Europe and the U.S., and they're, they're able to sell these things at price points around 40000 in some cases, 35000 $40,000 U.S. dollars, which means they're very competitive with uh, current uh, automobile offerings. These are not little moped-looking things. These are full-blown sedans that look like Lexuses, that look like Toyotas, that look like uh, Teslas and nice products from General Motors and Ford. These are not shit boxes, so to speak. So that's where they're going. Again, I, I've stressed before, you need to understand there's China and the West, China and us, China and the rise of one-party authoritarian government, governmental structures aided and abetted and f absolutely fortified with the latest and greatest surveillance state technologies that prevent any dissension whatsoever, can see it a mile away and can deal with it and nip any thing other than the party line in the bud. There's that, which is aggressively growing economically, as demonstrated by five, well, six, if we include Tesla, six electric car companies having electric car stores in a Chinese mall that just came in to being. Okay, think about that for a minute. Think about that. They're pushing scientific engineering, technological capabilities. They're pushing the boundaries of medicine. Anything anybody discovers that they didn't discover themselves, they quickly absorb into their, into their new way of doing things. They are the cutting edge of everything just like us. Us being the West. 
Okay, so they're running as fast as they can with these five-year plans, 10-year plans. They want to be the world class or world dominant, and they've identified 10 different industrial sectors, including things like AI, advanced materials, uh, uh, robotics, and they've bought firms. They bought KUKA Robotics out of Germany a couple years ago. Uh, I could probably dig up even more. They're, they're not messing around, folks. Yet we are squabbling over the other set of articles that caught my eye this morning, which is what our curriculums are going to be like and what kind of history we're going to tell about this country. In other words, we're looking back and fighting over things and squabbling and getting increasingly racial and just nuts, off the completely off the rails with shit in the past that... You know, yeah, there's tons of mistakes, tons of things that could be looked at, things that should be laid out on the table. But at the end of the day, you're looking back, and you can't change what was done. And whatever was done, as flawed as it was, as cruel, as horrible as it was, and it was, it can't be changed. And it did get us to where we are today. And where we are today is not a bad place to be. We still are in the game with our science, our engineering, our technology. We still are in the game with our creativity and our financial markets and our flexibility. We still are in the game with our art and that we are allowed to still be free and express ourselves artistically in ways that some may not be comfortable with. But, you know, that's why you see, like, for example, American heavy metal bands all over the European uh, festival circuits. They're not the only ones there, but there are a lot of them. It's because we make good shit. Because we have that freedom, that wildness, that, that special spark, that special sauce. So, so whatever the flawed past was got us to this point now, which is not such a bad place to be. But we have to be careful. Because if we don't stop this divisive, stalemate behavior, this insanity, we are, we're not going to be, we're going to lose our power, guys. We're going to be mired in debt, mired in despair, become far more crime-ridden and and desperate and living a culture of poverty, which is clearly demonstrated not to be the way to, the, the way to our optimal human happiness in our, in, our, in our neighborhoods now. This is where we're heading if we do not get our collective heads out of our asses, folks. I, I don't know much how much more clear I can put that. We have to be... Uh, I, I, for me, understanding things like I shared yesterday... The, that there is such a thing as a global industrial classification standard, a system, where you can see the landscape, the mapping of all human industry, all the things we do in the economy, all the things that make up the economy. You, you, can, you can see it. And not only can you see it, you can quantify a lot of it. And then, by extension, in the humanomics effort that I speak of and am working towards, if you understand that there really is no scarcity... It's all artificial scarcity created uh, and designed to support and maintain the economic status quo, meaning the way things are and the people that, you know, you know the rich get richer, if you will. I got I to I gotta try to remember to not speak in O'Connell's, in O'Connell speak, they call it, and, 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 and just put it, keep it down where we all can understand this. In other words, the, everything we do today is geared to benefit those that are in the game today. There is no shortage of energy. There's no shortage of food. There's no shortage of most anything you can think of, raw material-wise, with rare exception. There may be a few things in, in lithium-ion batteries, for example, where you could find a couple of things that, that there are, for now, a little bit of scarcity. 
but the overwhelming majority of everything in the American middle class basket of goods and services that seems to encompass and capture all the aspirations, the wants and needs of humans. In other words, all the shit you want is in this a basket of American goods and services. You know, you all want a good place to live. Not some shitty-ass apartment somewhere. I'm talking something cool. Some people, that would be a single-family home with a little yard. Some people, it might be a nice condo somewhere in a tower with a view. Some people, it might be a townhouse with levels and twists and turns and, you know, not this cheap shit where you hear your neighbors fucking fart. I mean, no, man, good shit. Built right. You could Built for human happiness in mind. We all want that. When I say human happiness, you know, you want to be able to be with the kids or make some racket or make some noise and your neighbor's not, not going to hear that shit because it's been designed that way. It's just as easy to design it and build it right as it is to design it and build it shitty or half-ass or for maximum profit for the people in the game. That's the way it's all oriented today. today. But there is no scarcity. So, again, to, to wrap up, because I, I, do, I do get a little overly detailed in some of these analysis. There's a lot going on, but it's real simple. There's a way to simplify it so we can see the targets and work towards it together. And this is, whether we like it or not, we live in a world with six to seven billion people. It's growing to what's assumed to be a steady state of 10 billion. Everybody wants the good life, but it's structured now so that, so that a very small sliver, the 1%, are doing quite well and the, the bulk of humanity, the 99% are not doing so well or are barely holding on or, or worse, starving, despair. This is the hand we're dealt. And what are we gonna do about it? If we do nothing or we continue to squabble and continue to look back and, and fight about shit that happened hundreds of years ago and become racial and nasty to each other as we try to have those debates, or try to heal some wounds that were clearly... <laughs> don't get in denial that there wasn't bad shit that happened. But if we're just looking back, we can't be appreciative of where we are now and the opportunity and really arguably duty that we as the United States and we as the West have for humanity. And that is, if we don't provide a better option, if we don't sell a better idea, which I strongly, strongly encourage you to support the effort for the American middle-class lifestyle for all and having numbers work. In other words, family budgets work. There's enough money every month to not only live and enjoy your life and enjoy your families and kids and do stuff and learn, but there's plenty left to save for retirement. You, you, you know, your material wants and needs, your car, your cell phone, your internet, your books, your visits to the coffee shop are more than met. That economic security is well within our power and grasp. We should do that. We can do it. There's no natural law governing the inability to do that. In other words, there's, there's no lack of resources to do that. We should do it because it's the right thing to do. And fuck it, we're bored anyway. We should do it because we're bored and we can make life better for everybody, make humans happier. So we should do it. And we must do it because if we do not do it, we are entering into very dangerous, treacherous territory where you're going to have the West and the U.S. gradually move, merge into the lane that's already clearly established for places like China and Russia 
and North Korea and the Middle East and others where you have a ruling elite, a one-party system, an authoritarian state. They make the rules. They dole out the favors. They dole out the opportunities. They um, uh, commission the works. They anoint the whatevers, the entertainers. They pay for everything. And if you dare cross that, you shall be ensnared or jailed or worse immediately because of the surveillance state technologies so pervasive in our world. If we don't provide a bulkhead to that, that's where we end up. Just, it just, it's the natural order of things. It's where we're trending already. So to wrap up the story of Miami, regardless if it was a sinkhole, a terroristic act, a, sh- a shitty construction project, shitty materials, rushed, whatever, we can do fucking better than that. And we need to think bigger and be faster and more responsive and more clever and get with it and stop squabbling over bullshit. And we need to get ahead of big things like water. If it turns out that it was a sinkhole, if it was caused because we're pulling too much out of the aquifer and it's creating gaps that collapse, if, that's, if it's that sort of thing, shame on us all. Shame on us for hearing about fucking fires in, in California this year. You know, you deserve to get your house burnt down if you're not going to get on board with thinking bigger and solving the problem and getting in front of that. In other words, squirt water on the fire, dipshit. Squirt water on the fire, dipshit. Unlimited water is in our grasp. You complain about rising sea, pull some of that out with a giant straw and filter it and use it to put out the fucking fires, dipshit. Quit fighting with liberals or conservatives or holy rollers or Republicans or Trumpers or fucking bytards, whatever you want to, whatever name you want to slap on your enemy there. Quit fighting and petty squabbling with these with stupidity because the action, the event horizons of science and technology and economic power and strength are rapidly being acquired and, and, and used by China. And I'm not saying that in the sense that they're the enemy. They're the competition. And if we're not careful, we, by default, go into that authoritarian model ourselves. Which I would argue, most anybody sane that could get their head on their ass for five minutes, we don't want that. We like our free internet. We like our free art and music. We don't want our films narrated by some committee somewhere for proper content. So, get with it. Love y'all. Take care. Don't complain about my production quality, my, my clearing my throat and the lawnmowers, my foul language and passion. Get your head out of your ass. You're part of the problem. So get your head out of your ass and get with the program, folks. Start learning. Quit watching Fox and CNN and whatever the crap you're watching to make you so damn dumb. Because you are dumb. All of us are dumb. We're not, we're not, we're not, you know, the manufactured consent that we all agree to in our various silos is by design. It's hard to get up and work. It's hard to get up and learn. It's hard to be disciplined with like, like filtering out trash and admitting you're wrong when you know you need to pivot. Because you know, you're gonna hold views that are wrong for, you know, you might hold them for decades in some cases. That doesn't mean you gotta, you buy into it forever. Allow yourself the freedom to change when you're wrong or to learn as new information comes into focus. So get there, love you, we need you. Support this if you can. All right, bye.